Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. Today is a special one as it's our 100th episode. And to mark the occasion, we're joined by the brilliant comedian Jade Adams. And to make it even specialer, this episode is sponsored by Beer 52. Right now, you can get a case of eight craft beers for free from the best breweries on the planet. And all you have to do is go to beer52.com slash dicks and pay $5.95 postage and you'll get delicious, delicious free free beer or if you want to just go to our twitter or instagram at dickspod you can find all the information there as well but it's beer52.com slash dicks now on with the show here's desert island dicks with jade adams Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian, actress, writer and singer Jade Adams. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. In lockdown, uh, Mm. as I'm imagining you are as well. Yep, yep. Sat in my kitchen as we record. My backdrop is, I mean, the view you get of me... Oh, do you know what that was? That was my alarm telling me that I should be on this podcast. (laughs) Good. Well, it's worked because here we are. Here we are. Um, Yes, I can see your background. You've got a nice Tupperware pot there. Yeah. Um, A combination boiler, which is always needed. A good combination Mm. boiler is is something to be marvelled at, actually. Nice bowl there, yellow one with the Mm. stripe. But, I mean, your backdrop is much more fabulous. You've got some feathers and tinsel. Not tinsel, but... There's de- do you, you realise that this these glitter curtains are double-layered? So underneath there's pink and on top there's gold. See, that's what marks you above the others, you know, above imitators. That's when you know you're the real deal. <laughs> I should say, I've had Davina DeCampo on in full drag on a video call, but, I mean, you're sort of battling it out for most fabulous Davina video. Davina did it in full drag? Mm, I got, it was quite, oh, my God. Quite a surprise when I, when I saw her on facetime like that i wasn't expecting it at all but i mean yours is equally as fabulous so uh you know well i I mean i've just got a simple feathered gown to my left and then i've just got a glitter curtain behind me i'd say this was just a really casual sunday (laughs) sort of sort of look (laughs) good um well i mean as most people won't be able to see this i should probably get on with the the business in hand jade how did you find choosing your your uh dicks today I found it really difficult and actually this is our second attempt at doing it um, and the reason I find it really difficult is because uh, when I'm thinking about someone that I don't want to be in a desert island with I th- I'm too real I start thinking about genuine people in my life that I couldn't be on a desert island w- with and then I'm like I can't be saying that on a podcast <laughs> like that could cause like issues and interruptions mm. and then I was um, thinking about um uh, sort of people in the media that I couldn't be on uh, Desert Island with, and then I was like, I don't really want to start like unofficial Twitter beef. <laughs> I don't like. I don't want their fans to come at me, and I don't want my like five to like you know form a link. Mm. Um, I was being really humble then. I've got more than that. I don't know why I was being that humble. Um, so I've actually decided that um, it's who I'd not like to be on a Desert Island with has actually changed in recent times because I am actually in fact stuck on a Desert Island as we speak. Mm. Yeah. Uh, essentially, I mean, the desert island is full of all of my stuff. Yeah. But this desert island is shared with two other people, and I would say I wouldn't. My first person I'm going to say 
who I'd not like to be stuck on a desert island with is going to be Paul Sweeney, who I'm who I'm currently staying with. He'll be the first. <laughs> okay. And um, what is what is so bad about Paul that would... Uh... Uh, what would cause such a remark? Well, to be honest with you, I've already spent eight weeks with him. Um, so if we're talking about this desert island happening, like, in a couple of days' time, mm. having ha- spent seven weeks confined into... Like, normally, I love these two. I love these guys. They're fantastic. Normally, I love Paul. He's a really good barber. He's cut my hair. Very, very useful. I mean, that's very handy to be stuck with. For a lot of us, we dream of being stuck with a barber or hairdresser. I'm stuck with my hairdresser, which has been, um, you know, a source of frustration for, I think quite a lot of people that follow me on the internet I'm not really doing myself any favours when it comes to um, being a social media influencer when I'm f- just te- like upsetting people with the with the hair uh, but I've already spent seven weeks with this guy and he doesn't want it either. He wouldn't want to be stuck on a desert island with me. Imagine we get out of this, then something happens where I'm on a boat somewhere and like I sink, I'm in the boat, I'm sinking. It's a bit like Titanic, I imagine, um, except for he'd get on the raft too. Actually, no, he wouldn't because I'd have to go to the desert island on my own. Excuse me, sorry, sorry about that. I rock up to this island thinking, oh God, you know, this could be worse. I could be just stuck in a flat in Essex. And then the next thing that happens is Paul Sweeney drifts over (laughs) after the eight weeks that he's just spent with me and we look at each other and realise that for the rest of time, we're not going to be able to do anything new for each other. (laughs) Yeah, it's all been done. We've done everything. (laughs) We've done all the stuff. We've spent eight weeks together, which... Is it eight? Yeah, it's eight weeks, isn't it, Mm. babe? Yes. Yeah, that's Rich. That's the other one. Paul's in the toilet at the moment, listening to me slag him off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd, uh, yeah, I mean, you're not making your, your confinement that much easier by sort of uh, putting Paul in. But I mean, I salute you for, you know, your no holds barred approach to this podcast. And I, th- I think really as well, like I can really get away with slagging him off at the moment because we have just taken him in. I think I could get away with that. And I don't know how many celebrities there are that I could get away with, like saying um, I wouldn't want to be stuck on a desert island with without incurring the wrath of their fa- fans. Mm. Because I've had that before. I once upset Little Mix fans Ooh. and they came for me. Yeah, I upset a load of Justin Bieber fans once while I was doing social media. What happened? Well, I was doing social media for a radio show that I worked on years ago. And um, now and again, they all sort of group up and go, you know, just tweet at you madly saying, please play the new Justin Bieber track, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't the sort of music the radio station played. So I just replied, no. And then I went to make a cup of tea for everyone. And I came back, and it was like 50 or 60 replies, just really rude. That You know, think, have some fucking respect, you piece of shit. And you're like, That's not very respectful. Oh, I mean, my God, yeah, like, really? Yeah, like rabid. So, I, you know, I can see why you'd be wary of, <laughs> of upsetting people. Have you ever had that with this podcast, though, where someone has said someone and then they've, they've had any backlash from it? Um, not that I know of. No one's let us know. I mean, it might just be that they didn't bother including us in that. But I, I don't know. I think most people <laughs> that listen to it are kind of into the vibe, cool. into the spirit of the thing. 
because I would also go with your classics. I think that I like I know you've already said like you've had a lot of Piers Morgans, mm. but I've got another reason why it wouldn't be Piers Morgan. It's not for the normal reasons. Okay. Normally it would be because he says what he says and he's and he's he's irritating and all of that. I just couldn't stand being with someone that needed the last word as much as him. Yeah. Like yeah. just just that 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 aspect of it, everything else I can handle, mm. but that aspect of his personality, never allowing anyone else to have the last um, word would just drive me mad. And I would say that anyone who's like that, you can't come on my desert island. Mm. Yeah. I think with Piers Morgan, you can imagine that if it got to the point where you were so fed up of him having the last word and you picked up a rock and just killed him with the rock. Are you telling me even, that like, I'm going to murder what? him? No, I just could imagine it might come up with anyone. I stuck on an island with Paul Morgan, so but I imagine you'd sort of, you know club him to death with a big rock or a stick or something. Coconut. And then as the spirit left his body, he'd be like, he'd get the last word in and then float off oh. somewhere as a spirit, and he'd still manage it. Oh my god, that's like you've just you've literally just described many people's worst nightmare, specifically <laughs> mine. We're getting the last word in. <laughs> Yeah, th- well, I can imagine it happening with him. Not that I th- believe he has a soul, but you know. The other reason I found it hard choosing people for this uh, that I'm not currently living with and thinking about, like literally, if I was in a desert island next week, what would be the worst scenario? Mm. But the other reason is, is I always feel like if I don't like someone, I and they and they wouldn't, and I think they wouldn't like me. I think I could, could be convincing enough on that desert island to make them like me. Mm. I think I, I I would have the skill to be able to take someone that I found obtuse and find some way to be, you know, reasonable with them. I mm. think I could do that. Yeah. Um yeah. I would absolutely hate it if a um person could mm-hmm. would come on. And normally I would say girl, but I would put this down to guys as well, um and anyone in between. But if anyone came onto the island that didn't pull their weight Mm. and um, found stuff too frightening, that would be an yeah. absolute no-no for me. They'd have to go. Yeah. I mean, I'd be getting that... I'd get, I'd get that rock. Yeah, wipe it clean and put it to good use. <laughs> <laughs> Make do and mend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK, so are we saying... So Paul is obviously your first choice. Are we then putting this this type of person in as your second choice on the island? Yeah, I think that we'll go with this type of person to sort of uh, save any um, any sort of beef that I might get on the internet. Um, OK. I already get beef about my weight. I don't really want to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Um, so, yeah, so people who don't pull their weight... Because I imagine, like, on an island, you're all doing your bit, and then if someone's a bit too tired... I mean, that's how it always works in these sort of shipwreck programmes, isn't it? There's always someone who's, like, don't Phobic. want to break a nail, or, yeah, they're scared of whatever. I'm allergic to fish. Oh, I blow up yeah. and my throat closes over. Come on, man up, have a fucking god. <laughs> And then do you reckon you'd be pretty hardy on the island? I mean, what's what's your skill set? I'd be absolutely amazing on the island. Um, I think what I'm best at, what I'm not very good at is running. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do any of the running and the, the sort of heavy lifting side of things. But mm-hmm. when it came to cooking, like I and cooking and making fires are really my thing. Like I could go and forage for wood and stuff to make a fire with and cooking, mm-hmm. I would be very, very useful. I know how to cook for large portion, like lar- large amounts of food that will last. Um, yeah. uh, I know how to sort of. I, I think I, I've got a good grasp of what goes together nowadays as well. I've spent a lot of time with chefs, so mm. they sort of end up. You end up picking little bits up 
from them. And it's good that you can you can cook and also make the fire because if you had to rely on someone else for that, there could be a real power struggle, couldn't there? <laughs> it could. It could get someone that like just took, you know that that whiny person I was talking about, the the phobic person who wouldn't mm. do anything. They'd like say they were going to make the fire and then would spend hours hours waiting to do it like mm. oh i'll do it in a minute or i'll do it in a minute scared of the challenge in case they might yeah. get it wrong because they were so confident to put themselves forward to make it in the first place and then they just take ages to do it that would drive <laughs> me mad yeah i think um there's no place for that kind of person on the island but it is every i mean every reality tv show i mean they know that that type of person will work on there that's why there there's always someone like whether it's big brother or a, a shipwrecked kind of thing it's just sort of it's just the worst sort of person you could ever get stuck with. Yeah, absolute worst. I think that's for a lot of people as well. Mm. Like when you get onto an island, you kind of, you know, those people in the survival programs that are, act like that, they don't end up surviving on the program. They get kicked off by someone. Essentially, they die on the program. And I say that whilst I'm doing finger quotation marks. <laughs> but they get kicked off by the public and that's because mm. they're whiny useless people that uh <laughs> that aren't mm. pulling their weight just going back to paul do you think he would pull his weight despite i mean you've been living with him for eight weeks now how do you think he would sort of get on um uh yeah he he uh, <laughs> as long as it was something that um he was excellent at doing you've got paul's absolute attention Okay, but if, it, if yeah, if it's not his cup of tea, then forget about it. I think yeah, and I think we're all like that though. Yeah. If some it's not my cup of tea, I wouldn't want to do it. Like I already said, like I'm I'm on this island alone and I'm alone, and I'm saying I'm not running. Mm. Like I might not have a choice, but I'm telling you now, <laughs> if the choice was death or running, uh, I well goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, who would be your third choice? Rich Wilson. Without a shadow of a doubt. Okay, so again, so another person that you live with. Yes, so I've now spent uh, this. I, I, it's not. I only live with him. He's my lover. He's my. He's my one. He's yeah. my one true love. Um, but uh, I know what my limitations are. So when I tell you that I wouldn't run, Rich mm. is the total opposite of me in any uh, form of survival. Like he will just go and do anything. Like he'll just throw him. Like when he went skiing, he'd never been before. Mm-hmm. And he went along, he just threw himself down mountains without any fear. He's got low centre of gravity as well, which really helps because he's, you know, yeah. five foot seven and three quarters medically proven. That's right, babe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he was, he's just a doer and, and he doesn't, like, he would be really infuriating when it came to trying to m- make me get up and do running and and, and walking and, and foraging. I'd want to stay back and, like, put it all together, but we'd really fall out and that's been very apparent um during the pandemic (laughs) the one we're having right now uh we have definitely um come across what our differences are Mm. um but also we've just spent a solid eight weeks together which isn't natural for any relationship i don't think no. Some, well, I mean, some people. spending that long together is okay, but like really spending all that time together. I mean, like being together for that long is fine, but it's like being intensively with each other is is the tough bit, it's isn't it? It's difficult, yeah. And I've spoken to a lot of different relationships, and they've all said the same thing. Mm. Like you go wildly from, uh, oh my god, the, this is the end of our relationship, to, oh my god, they're the, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. What a cute little button muffin, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> My little button muffin. Look at him. <laughs> so in order to save face with um, internet fans, I'm just going to go with Rich Wilson because okay. 
my fans is are, are his fans and his fans are my fans. Well, I mean, they might not be anymore. I mean, after you've put him on the island with you. I mean, because, of, of course, Rich was a previous guest on this very podcast. Oh, he was, but, yeah. Uh, with our previous host, James. So yes. I bet he's kicking himself now over in the corner, just like, why didn't I pick Jade? Yeah, what did, you pick? what did he pick? Do you remember? The cast of oh, the cast of coupling. That's right. Except Jeff. <laughs> Except Jeff. Yeah. Um, Rich told me to actually choose uh, a character, and I and I did speak when we um, ooh, when we did our first attempt. I did mm. speak about this, but I'll do it again. But I will say, and it kind of links to this, the you know that's that type of person I wouldn't want on the island. But Buffy's little sister Dawn is definitely not anyone yeah. that I would want to spend any time on an island with. Now, if you don't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, here's a little 411. Buffy, she's a slayer, right? She's the chosen one. It's like a birthright mystical thing. She fights vampires and demons and sometimes gods. And then they shove uh, this little sister in series five. She's never had a sister before. Shove her in in series five. She's really irritating. She's really annoying. Buffy's got a lot of shit on her mind. And all this one does is she's nags. And then you find out that actually they sort of implanted all her memories and stuff into Buffy and her friends to hide a mystical key that opens the door to dimensions mm. across all dimensions so if someone had that key they could make hell and heaven in you know theory sort of blend together which would mm -hmm. be disaster yeah and, and she they put her into a little sister so Buffy would defend her with her life but she oh my god she tests everyone's patience <laughs> and I actually got to say this in front of Joss Whedon um once and how did that go down I didn't say it. I don't think I said it as eloquently. I would say that was quite a good monologue of mine there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, there was barely any ums. I was trying not to um. um <laughs> <laughs> but I think that um, I didn't say it just like that. But uh, it was mentioned. It was asked of him why. Presumably, I would have thought that Joss would be used to it because it seems like such a jumping the shark moment. They, of she was introducing a sister that is also another sort of di another kind of being. In the fifth series as well. I know. It was, I mean, it, uh, to be honest with you, the storyline worked and all of that stuff. It was just the uh, the actual um, acting of her sister. She was just an annoying little sister. And I, I'm a little sister, so I am that person to someone else. Mm. Um, but I'm not... Uh, like, I don't have a little sister. And it was horrific because we were all enjoying Buffy so much. And then this whiny little thing turns up. And you're yeah. meant to, like, care about her, but it's hard. And it actually, mm. it's very good writing, um, so Joss Whedon, I do apologise for the <laughs> outburst when I met you. Thank you. I'm sorry. But I know that um, originally, you know, this Dawn had been on the on the shortlist for you. But I mean, being a sort of grumpy, moody teen would probably fall quite easily into the category already of people who aren't going to pull their weight. Yeah. From what you've told me, so I mean, we can include her in the larger group if you want. If All that right. Would make the island truly hateful for you. I think so. Yeah. Let's stick her in that big group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so Dawn Buffy Vam Buffy the Vampire Slayer's sister. Yeah. Okay. Good. Dawn Summers. Okay. Now, Jade, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Right, okay. Food, raisins, currants and sultanas. Right, okay. So dried fruit is off. Dried fruit. Dried fruit, 100%. I do mm -hmm. not like fruitcake. I don't like saurine. I don't like malt loaf. Um, I don't like uh, anything with any of those dried grapes in. Mm. Uh, I don't like any dried fruit, but I want to be very specific about the grape. 
So that's the worst. Yeah, of all the dried fruits, that's the worst. Horrific. And it doesn't, like, I'm okay with others, but I do not eat those three things dried. Mm. It's a shame because in a survival situation, I imagine that's quite a useful a useful thing. To be able to dry fruit and eat it, I'm sure. And I'm sure there's an abundance of grapes. Mm. But um, I, yeah, they would have to be smushed into wine and fermented, which I'm actually getting very good at because I've done a lot of fermenting during lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I've um, I made some kombucha, which needs to be topped up again, actually. Um, mm. But it's in its starter fluid right now. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Also made a sourdough starter and made my first sourdough batch, which wasn't terrible. It needs oh. to be better, but it wasn't awful. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Rich <laughs> is doing an impression of me at the moment where he's smiling and putting his hands under his, uh, under his chin and then rolling his eyes back in his head. <laughs> well, you know, you put someone on the island with the worst things and people imaginable, you know, they are going to make fun of you in some way, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, the sourdough boom is a strange thing, isn't it, at the minute during lockdown? Because I'll go for my like once weekly shop and like no flour whatsoever, but aisles like a full aisle of bread. And I just think it seems like everyone just had this one idea and, and there were no other options. They go, I want to get crafty and creative, but that was the one like it's all just gone straight to sourdough. It seems it's I don't know, it just sort it's of It's because sourdough's like six or seven pounds a loaf, isn't it? And now we're yeah. all making it at home for nothing. Oh man, Literally. it's really going to flood the market. It's going to see the the sourdough shares are going to be dropping, plummeting. Well, especially as everyone's had enough time to be able to get good at it as well, because mm. it is a skill that you've um, you've got you've got to. I'm not very I'm not amazing at it, mm. but it's a skill that you have to get better at. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm. Should I tell you something else that I wouldn't have food wise on the island? Mm. Yeah, crumpets. Really, British crumpets can go fuck a duck. That's surprising to me. I mean, they seem fairly innocuous. I absolutely detest them. What is it about a crumpet that you don't like? I don't like the holes. I don't like the uh, weird texture of it being quite rubbery and then it's got a crispy edge. Um, I I don't like how salty it is. Um, I don't. I just don't like that. It's consistency inside of it that looks like one of those natural sponges you can get from body shop. Yeah, it does have a bit of that. I don't it? like that. There's something mm. about that. Maybe I've got trypophobia or whatever that phobia is where you're scared well, of holes. I'm of talking holes. of... Mm. I'm phobic. Oh, God, I'm one of those people. Um, <laughs> shit. Mm. But, yeah, crumpets, man, they got to go. OK, so maybe if we could combine the thing and have some kind of posh raisined crumpet like a hot crust bun mixed with a crumpet oh what are you doing to me <laughs> i'm just i'm just weaving my magic for the eye terrible you that what an awful thing you just did i'm gonna turn Sorry. off now <laughs> um do you know a strange thing i found out raisins can cause kidney failure in dogs really seems weird doesn't it and people don't know why but raisins it, yeah isn't that a weird thing i mean i know that you're not supposed to give dogs chocolate and that sort of makes sense because it's really processed and sweet and it's not natural for a dog but a raisin kidney failure wow yeah so like i'm guessing a, a cadbury's fruit and nut i really fuck up a dog yeah yeah so i mean um... <laughs> what a sentence <laughs> there's the promo clip <laughs> please make that the promo clip please just out of context yeah we will good <laughs> okay so raisins and crumpets yeah mate interesting yeah and, and you said you're all right with other dried fruits but yeah i'm fine with them okay cool. and what would your drink be red wine oh red wine, red wine. oh i've got three mm -hmm. red wine tequila and sambuca 
Oh yes, strong. Oh, actually, red one. Uh-huh. I can. Um, I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name drop. But Heston Blumenthal uh, taught me how to enjoy red wine. Right. Um, through. Is it some go to his restaurant and have a really expensive <laughs> bottle? <laughs> Close. No. Um, he did this test when I was uh, uh, spending most nights having dinner with him. He did this test on us where he uh, did like a psychology test um, where you where negative uh, influence, external influence, can actually affect your taste buds. And it's true. It can Sorry, there's a 17 motorcycles going past right now. Just two. I was over egging that. Might be my friends John and Mandy, actually. Um, uh, but yeah, sorry, what was I saying? Get me back there. Um, Heston Blumenthal and negative associations. Oh, so yeah, if you have external negative, um, in, uh, any influence, it's ex- uh, an external negative influence, um, uh, it can affect the way that you taste food. So mm. he was like basically make because I always go ooh I hate red wine so when I drink red wine I'm going ooh I hate red wine but he did something with me where I drank it and I had to think good things when I was drinking it mm. and it made it taste amazing Interesting. but there are two the, the two spirits that cannot do that there's no fucking way anyone's ever after the way that I abused it in my early tw- like when I was 18 years old but tequila and sambuca is no go for me you know when mm. people are at bars and you walk up to a new a bunch of people at a bar and you know yeah. some of them and you've just got there and they go oh we're doing shots and they and you're like it'd be rude to say no I will always say no yeah I will too I've done exactly the same thing I as I get older I've got you know you get older and you get a better tolerance for spirits neat you know so but things like sambuca and tequila I will never be able to there was a time I could drink tequila but I, yeah I can't it just even the smell and sambuca as well it sort of stays with you so it's like that film you get on your mouth it's like it's forever oh, it's... that aniseed flavor just doesn't go away like i barely handle it in fennel but mm. it's so potent that and it ruins every other drink for the rest of the night and come on who hasn't ruined themselves on it yeah except for people that don't, don't drink alcohol but like my mother hasn't touched a drop of alcohol since she was 18 and she got really smashed on tequila once and she hasn't touched alcohol since wow we've tried to get her into baileys in fact i was drinking a baileys when we um <laughs> I, it's gone now um but uh yeah she we can't even get her to like like sweet liqueur she just doesn't like anything and it's been ruined by those flavors that tequila and sambuca flavor so she's the one person who woke up hungover, said, oh, I'll never drink again, and actually did. And actually, actually did. Yeah. Right. You've be- I, we're probably going to have that written on a gravestone one day. Yeah, or at least some kind of blue plaque or something. She needs a blue plaque. The only yeah. woman who ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, actually, I mean, second time I mentioned it, we were talking about this with Davina DeCampo about tequila and just how it seems like it. it's almost like... It makes sense if you're sort of a Mexican cowboy and you're really tough and grizzled, you know, that you're like, I'm going to drink a spirit made out of a cactus because that's how tough I am. I'm going to drink a bullet with a shot. You know, it's that sort of... But, Macho. You know, but, you know, in central London, there's just no need for it, I don't think. There's so many nice There's so <laughs> many nice on drinks. a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> It's just no, central London there's just no need for it is there yeah keep it out of my metropolitan elite liberal bubble please yes please thank you very much okay so tequila I mean I do find the um, 
the red wine thing harder to harder to sort of put put on it? I mean, obviously it's your choice, but I mean, I find it uh, slightly less offensive. I mean, I would also claim that with Heston Blumenthal, he's never going to serve you shit wine. So that's kind of his thought well, experiment. Well, actually, this was just standard hope because we were in a, the hotel that they were putting us up in when we were filming Crazy Delicious, which is available okay. on Channel Four and soon to be <laughs> Netflix. Um, but they. Um, uh, yeah, they they put us up in a hotel, so we ate. One of my favourite things that happened during this, hmm. uh, the filming, is watching a hotel kitchen panic when Heston Blumenthal rocks up. Oh god, it's, yeah, I it's. It, I had. It, I watched it every night. It was fantastic, and it never got <laughs> easier for them. It wouldn't though, because I mean, he's just so beyond the level of ever. You know, it's like three Michelin <laughs> yeah. stars, right? I mean, that's. I mean, even a one Michelin star would be scary in your kitchen, but three of them. I told him when um, I said to him, I, I said, one day I'll cook you some scrambled eggs, mate, and I'll, I'll do it really confidently. And then after I said it, I, I was like, I'm not doing that. Why did I fucking say that? <laughs> <laughs> I bet he gets, it's probably like being a boxer. Loads of people go, yeah, but seriously, mate, if these people, I could, I could do you, mate, you know. I could or, or do like, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people are nuts. Okay, so red wine, tequila and Sambuca, and maybe... I don't know, I'm tempted to put them into one cocktail as well, just to just to really make it hellish. Ooh, with a side of wasp. <laughs> Do you remember, right, I don't know if it was just where I grew up in Leicester, around the sort of late 90s, shots became a really big thing in pubs and you used to get shot menus and they used to have, like, really weird ones called, like, brain hemorrhage and stuff that would be, like, something red and then some Baileys, so it all sort of curdled. Do you remember that phase yeah. of drinking? Yep. And sort of and sambuca and tequila and red wine would probably be on one of those menus, and it'd be called something like oh, I don't know, I can't even think about it. Head fuck. Head fuck, yeah. But that was it, a strange time, wasn't it? I used to. So I used to work in a place called the Bristol Beer Keller, mm-hmm. and they had um, on Friday nights they had a evening called Fucked, spelled P H U C H T or something. Of course. And they would play like stuff like nothing by a and marilyn manson and loads of scar and uh loads of like uh just music you uh, you jump to or you look look like mm. you're gonna kill someone to basically yeah. that sort of place but we used to do cocktails there and they don't exist anymore this venue doesn't exist so i can i can slag it off mm. but we used to have cocktails and they would make it in these giant bins like just a bin of cocktail and it would and i'd stand there with like tesco value vodka mm. just pour just pouring it into where i've been told to measure it up to and that stuff just fueled the entire evening and then yeah. you would just have loads of people like collapsed up and down the ncp car park outside and then going up the side of the street and it was absolutely horrific and this stuff it was just sex on the beach it said but it was it wasn't a sex on the beach like i've had a proper sex on the beach and they're not great but um they're not my favorite cocktail but i've had a proper one this shit was i think it was it was poison Mm, yeah (laughs) i think generally if something's like got a sort of uh, a rude name it's generally not being crafted that you know that like i remember shots like called like a cock-sucking cowboy and like slippery nipples and all these and it's slippery like, nipples so that is that's baileys and vodka and they curdle mm. and then you're meant to like scoop it out with your tongue and swallow it and it's horrific yeah, yeah. see i just think no classy drink has a name like that you know if imagine the original martini was called a sort of a shag in an alley bucket. or something yeah a cunt bucket <laughs> I said cum bucket, but fine. Oh, cum bucket. Well, either. (laughs) It doesn't make for a classy tipple, does it? Not at all. 
<laughs> okay. Hello, Dan here. Sorry to interrupt, but it's our 100th episode, and I just wanted to tell you quickly about the sponsor we've got today, which is Beer 52. And to join me, his former host of Desert Island Dicks, James Deacon. That's me. Hi, Dan. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm not that interested. We have to talk about Beer 52, James. <laughs> yeah, we can okay. catch up at the end. These right, people want to hear the end. rest of Jade Adams. Yes. Look, Here's the thing. You've probably heard of Beer 52. They send you delicious beers straight to your door, which, if, like me, currently you don't leave your house very much, is a godsend. Yes. What do you think of that? I think that's great. I'm actually subscribed to Beer 52, and I get some delicious beers. I'm having a delicious beer right now. It's an IPA from Beer 52, and it is tasty. Right now, you can get a case of eight beers for free delivered to your house all you've got to do is pay 5.95 for postage just go to beer52.com slash dicks and it'll come right to your door and they are delicious they are delicious and they change every month they've got a different theme and each case comes with an award-winning beer magazine ferment and a tasty delicious snack do you know what's really good dan what? i'm not massively into dark beers but on their website you can click an option to get only light beers it's a win-win kind of deal here i think it is yeah. So all you've got to do, go to beer52.com slash dicks, get your first case of eight beers for just £5.95 postage. That's it. Beer52.com slash dicks. Beer. <laughs> James, this has been fun. Should we catch up at the end and let people listen to the rest of Jade Adams? Dan, I would love to catch up at the end with you. Okay, here you go. Back to Jade Adams. Now, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One's your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? So, uh, my least favourite song is Kings of Leon, Sex is on Fire. Okay, that sounds like another shot, doesn't it? Yeah. Sex on Fire. Sex on Fire, which would be like chilly. Um, one of those, do you remember those they'd have like a green one which would be apple sour and then another mm. one would be like some fiery chilli shit no 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 the blue one would be cooler but it would be still be hot and intense and then the other one would be like chilli intense what were they called oh aftershock aftershock that was it because one was Ooh. sort of fiery like cinnamon but one of the other was sort of like really mentholy, wasn't it so oh, they were it was both awful. quite intense I remember at university mixing them together and you'd have purple aftershock so you'd have a red and a blue and you'd have Ooh. to do them both Ugh. oh I'm having flashbacks and it's making me gag I'm feeling quite ill actually what are we doing to ourselves (laughs) holy shit but kings Um, of leon sex is on mm. fire can go uh i i absolutely 100 percent hate that song Mm. i mean yeah it's and also it's been around for so long and so popular for such a long time you know it's never going away now yeah it's forever that's always there it's like mr brightside all of those it's it's never going away i'm not a huge fan of music that's like loads of lead guitar and no sexy bass like i don't like it in bands when they leave the bassist out Mm. like i want i like in every band i believe the bassist should be key Mm. to the, the, the to the structure of the song in a band format that is um, but like I hate heavy lead guitar I just it, it's annoying I want to hear every other instrument mm. I think as yeah often it just sort of they it's like a crap version of the lead isn't it and they just kind of put it sort of it's basically what the lead guitarist is playing but with fewer notes and it sort of blends in and you can't really hear it it's, it's not enough I want to hear like I want mm. I mean that was a terrible bass but that's the sort of shit I want I want mm. a sexy girthy bass line 
<laughs> good sexy girthy bass line i feel yeah. like as well kings of leon i mean they started off quite cool and sort of alternative didn't they and kind of they were like hillbillies or like avril levine started off cool and alternative and then they just kind of in the end then they i don't know a few years went by and sex on fire came out and suddenly all these like good looking shaved men in leather jackets that's what um, happens with all cool stuff. Eventually mm. it becomes mainstream. Eventually it puts on a leather jacket. It's happened with, like, gay nightclubs as well. They used to be, like, the most alternative... Like, if you go to a sort of LGBT queer nightclub, they used to be fucking cool as fuck. I've been doing it for many, many years. Mm. But now, like, you go to, like, the biggest ones and it's just... It's full of everyone. It's full mm. of everyone just, like, rocking up in a, in a sparkly top with a rainbow on it with some stuff stuck to their <laughs> face. But, like, it used to be, like, wickedly cool and alternative and mm. shocking and all of that but the mainstream man it comes for everything it's like body positivity body positivity has gone mainstream it used to be cool and it was fat acceptance in the 60s or 70s I think it was and now it's like mainstream like skinny girls are getting involved <laughs> I think the last time I was in a gay club I, as I was leaving they were playing the Venga Boys really loud and I don't know if that is almost <laughs> I do gone, love that song <laughs> but I wonder if it's gone so mainstream it's almost become alternative again it's sort I, of, I feel it's that sort of about come Venga. out the other side I feel that about Venga Boys as well definitely mm. that has come back full circle it's gone vintage yeah it felt very <laughs> strange I thought of all the sort of like cool edgy underground dance music over the years that you know the gay scene has contributed to I don't know how we got to the Venga Boys but yeah, there you go. <laughs> vintage mate okay so kings of leon sex on fire it's yeah it's sort of one thing about it is it's so kind of ubiquitous that we sort of forget that it's kind of a bit rude as well you know you hear like school kids singing it in a park or something and it's like oh this is a bit weird you know or like a mum singing it and it just feels a bit awkward it's also one of those songs that everyone like really sh you, <laughs> you get loads of people that are <clears throat> not they don't sing all the time but mm. they know that they can sing and it's that song that they always like it comes on and they sort of do this knowing look at you and you're, you're in your head and you're like oh fucking hell I know what's coming and it's them belting sexes on fire at you until the song's over and you've got to nod and politely go oh yeah 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 like you like the song that's happened quite a few times to me mm. With yeah. Kings of Leon, Sex is on Fire. I think that I didn't just make that story up. I think that's happened to me quite a few times. It feels like the sort of person who's really into it is kind of going, oh, yeah, no, I love music, love music. I love the stereophonics, love Kings of Leon. You <laughs> I know, love Oasis. Yeah. Like, although all, Oasis are cool. Yeah, really into my rock. And it's like, well, I don't know, you know, and not to disparage any of those bands. I mean, you know. No, you just got, got to have, you just got to like a lot of stuff. Like, I like all different genres, including, like, classical music is my favourite type of music. But then I've got, like, I, I love certain I, I love certain periods in the 90s like there's some really sort of cracking moments in mm. there like I I don't just like all of one thing yeah. I like bits of everything yeah I think it's the lack of imagination isn't it really yeah I think that's basically a standard thing for all of these things that I wouldn't have on my desert island <laughs> so Sex on Fire is your song choice and that's what you're going to be stuck with forever and uh, what would what would your film choice be I find this really hard uh, this this question. What is the worst film I've ever... Oh, I've got it. Zombievers. Zombievers. Zom beavers. So zombies and beavers? Or... Zombie. Yeah. Take the bees off. Yeah. And then beavers. Yeah. Zombievers. Right. I mean, that's sort of what I was thinking, but I, I was just trying to get my head around what, what that could be. There, are they beavers that are zombies? Um... It's, uh, it's, 
it's zombie beavers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they, the undead the, burrowing, these, digging it, animals. It's your classic American th- uh, sort of uh, teen th- horror movie. Three hot girls are all there running around in their bikinis and they get into the water someone's probably split up with someone I don't know some other sort of fucking anti-feminist bullshit <laughs> and um don't want to sound just like that but this 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 sets feminism back like my boyfriend said this sets feminism back quite a long time it was horrific <laughs> and we watched it because there's like some connection with Bill Burr right what's the connection with Bill Burr he's in it isn't he babe in what Zombie Beavers yes yeah so Bill Burr's in it and we mm. and I well I say we but we do I absolutely love Bill Burr I think he's a fantastic mm-hmm. stand-up comedian so I was like oh Bill Burr's in Zombievers wicked I'm gonna watch it what a mistake he must be friends with someone in it he mu- there must be a fam a familial or like some connection with someone who's made it or who's in it that he owes a favour to and so it's not one of those sort of um, spoof ones it is like a genuine horror film it's a genuine well. horror film um, it, I think it was 2014. Um, and it's got no one in it that you'd really recognise except for mm. Bill Burr. Like you, I, I, di- I don't recognise any of the other actors in it at all. I haven't seen them in anything. Um, uh, the synopsis is: College friends find their weekend of sex and debauchery ruined when a deadly, when deadly zombie beavers swarm their riverside <laughs> cabin. Classic. And they're all like the girls are more naked than the boys, and they're you know like there's just there's ugh, there's just bikinis and just hot girls swimming. I mean, do you think it's just incredibly cynical that they were fishing for an, an animal that could be the zombie, and they thought, well, there's been a lot of sharks. We've seen a film about alligators and stuff. Uh, uh, beavers no that's a stupid uh, no one finds them scary and then they thought but if we put attractive women in bikinis and have something to do with beavers a lot of people will just look at the tits or they'll just think oh beaver right that's it's going to be like a bit rude they'll just look at the tits and then that'll be it I think they're what they're gearing us up towards uh, because they're going to go beavers and what they're gearing us up towards is someone somewhere must be making a horror movie about the honey badger I think that's what's (laughs) I think we're leading up to a honey badger movie franchise vampire raccoons you know, what was that of... film? Like, this is something that now, because um, James Corden's the toast of um, America, mm. but everyone forgets about lesbian vampire zombie killers or whatever it's called. Yeah, him and was it was it with Matt um, uh, the other one, Matt Horn and James That's Corden. lesbian vampire up. killers. Yeah. Everyone yeah. forgets that. Guys, if you know about James Corden and you didn't know about this film that he did with Matt Horn, go, go and go and watch it. Just uh, Lesbian Vampire Killers with James Corden and Matt Horn. Just watch it. I'm not going to give you any opinions on it, but you just go watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't yet, but, you know, maybe after this I'll, I'll, I'll kick back and I, stick I it I think on. you should put your baby into bed when you watch it. I don't think it's probably appropriate for for like family time. No, no. But if you and your missus want to, um, if you and your missus want to have a, I'm going to show you on the camera, okay. the the poster for it, and then I'll just hear your reaction. Right. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's the I, um, it's the 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 low uh, energy response of um of uh, exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's more just imagining. I mean, if I'm going to watch something with um, James Corden in, it's got to be a bit more enticing cats. than that. Cats. What about cats? I haven't seen that, no. It, I had an audition for it. Did you? Yeah. And how do you feel to not have been in it now? 
I think it was a lucky escape, that. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I um, auditioned for the same role that Rebel Wilson ended up playing. Oh, really? Yeah, and I rocked up in... Um, I didn't want to go dress as a cat because that could have been an option and I thought about it. I really mm. did. I was going to go dressed... I've got some great outfits that are cat-based. But I was like, no, I'll go dress as a human, but, like, imagine a human dresses like like imagine a cat as a human what would it wear so i chose dungarees all in one something like that mm. and i kept i you know like dungarees have pockets all over them so they got me to sing the song it was great and then after they sang the song they said oh we need you to sort of roll around on the floor and be a cat now <laughs> so i'm rolling around on the floor being a cat and then i hadn't done up my top pocket on my dungarees and all of my stuff just fell out all over the floor <laughs> as I was rolling around um, singing a song uh, yeah and I feel like that was probably one of the lucky escapes of my entire life yeah definitely although didn't Rebel Wilson and uh, James Corden then turn up and sort of uh, the awards do and kind of like trying to t- distance themselves from it by taking the piss out of it of course they did yeah. they're comedians well mm. sort of um, <laughs> they're not stand-ups but uh, um, of course they did yeah. Uh, that's 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 what anyone who has any knowledge of uh, trying to get over terrible things that you've done is you go on stage holding it, <laughs> <laughs> and then you own it. Okay, that's what a lot of people have done with breakup um, shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, but we're not putting cats on. We're putting zombievers. Yeah, I think zombievers sort of slightly uh, cinches cinches the deal. Cinches it. Yeah, is that the right? I, I don't so, know. Yeah. I say stuff. I say some sentences no, sometimes that don't. That what is it? Clinch. Clinch is it. Clinch is the deal. I clinch is the deal. I say yeah. stuff sometimes. I put words together wrong. It's a Bristolian thing. Um, but right, these right. two, these two. Th- thanks so much. But these two laugh constantly. That, hence why they're not coming on my fucking island. <laughs> <laughs> Pump it up, Chris. Pump it up, Chris is something. So I was singing along to the jazzy jazz Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> Will Smith song hmm. Jazzy Jeff Jazzy Jeff and the Will Smith song hmm. and I instead of saying pump it up Jeff no what is Prince. it oh pump it up Prince I said pump it up Chris well Chris was probably there you know yeah, he had a big entourage Chris was pro- there was probably a Chris there yeah I imagine I mean he recorded that while he still had a big entourage Chris and Jeff yeah. yeah thank you very much these two can go get fucked see why I'm not putting them on my island <laughs> Um, okay. Do you know what? I just can't. Every time I try and move on, I just think of the word zombievers. That's going to be one of the. You know, when you just get like a word stuck in your head for days and it just keeps going around, you can't stop thinking about it. I even Googled it yeah. and, like, just to see the poster and it doesn't make it any any less weird seeing it in print. Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Jade, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Oh, well, so this is a tricky one for me because, as they all are, as they all have been, because I wanted to make each one dramatic for you, mm. but this is a, a dramatic thing for me because I am actually allergic to all animals. Right, okay. Specifically to horses and dogs by right. significantly. And I love dogs. I um, haven't had a an emotional attachment to many there are a couple there's Vinny who um is at ELP barbershop Paul Sweeney the guy um staying with us at the moment is mm-hmm. also a barber as well as a comedian and they've got a dog in the shop so the owner owns it he's called Vinny featured in my Amazon Prime special in a serious <laughs> black jumper yeah. I love him 
he's fantastic but because I haven't had that emotional connection if I was going to choose animals not to be on the island it would first be a dog and or a horse both okay fair enough cows are bad as well pigs mm. I don't know about sheep but I think so I think it's what, it, in terms of allergies or just allergies I mean yeah just I just any animal I mean I'd like a pig on there because I'd have to eat it at some point because mm. I would really miss pork belly if I didn't have it on yeah. the island so I'll have a little pig running around but I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to name it no no um the good thing I suppose about having dogs on the island is that now we know that you know your least favorite food is raisins and given that you could <laughs> give it kidney failure if you did want to get rid of the dogs you know you, you're set there you don't even have to pick up a rock you no. just feed it some raisins and let nature take its course there you go so in a way it's quite a neat little package you've got there that's a very neat that's like the perfect show that is where they yeah. the, the end and the beginning come together in beautiful yeah. harmony yeah lovely what's wrong with the dog and then jade's in the background with one of those little red boxes of raisins <laughs> little cackling, box of sun maids yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always used to judge the kids at school that came in with a sun maid. It's weird, isn't it? Because it's one of those things like kids love them and then no one eats them. Because I think it's like a sweet substitute when you've got like really young kids. You're yeah. like, well, here's something that's sweet. But then after a while they realise that they're shit and then you don't eat them until like maybe well, this... grandma goes and gives them a fizzy cola bottle. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then they pop up in your cereal later in life and you kind of go... Well, I'm eating muesli, and this is about the most interesting thing in there, so I guess I like raisins again. But no one's eating yeah. handfuls of them. I've never done that. No. I didn't, e I, I didn't even have, like, mum... I'd go, mum, I'm hungry, when I was a kid, and she never offered me dried, like, sultanas, currants or raisins, because no. she knew. No. She knew. Fair enough. I've just got an image of you holding the box now with a dead dog, and you sort of saying something like, <laughs> sleep tight, Fido. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea for a poster. Well, you're welcome. Thanks. Give us a credit on it, because um, you're doing better than we are, and we're happy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, that's it. I mean, you've 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 put together. A, I was going to say. Normally, I say it's you know I judge people on their sort of. Uh, the island the collective island experience i feel bad doing that knowing that two of the people you've picked are sort of in the same room as you but i mean the rest of it i, yep. I think you've you've done your own personal hell pretty well there jade so you know thanks very much and uh, I'm, I'm sorry it's been difficult for you but um you know you've done it's been these these have been some of the hardest questions i've ever been asked on a podcast mm. Well, you know, we do what we can. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, well, thank you very much for coming on. And, of course, you know, all this lockdown and this pesky pandemic has sort of turned everything on its head. So where, where can people see or hear more about you? Amazon Prime. I am on there right now with a show called Serious Black Jumper. And uh, you can watch that Jade Adams on Amazon Prime. And also coming soon is uh, crazy delicious on netflix but i don't have a release date for that but i think it's sometime in june or july wonderful lovely all right jade adams thank you very much for doing your desert island dicks today my pleasure thanks for having me thank you So that was Desert Island Dicks with comedian Jade Adams. And I thought I would catch up with former host of Desert Island Dicks as it's a hundred episode. Here is James Deacon. How are you doing? I'm fine, Dan. It's so nice to be speaking with you. It's nice to be speaking with you. Although we speak every day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we're on a but, video call now. We don't always see each other's yes. faces. No, you're right. That, it is a real treat, yeah. Jade Adams is hilarious. She's brilliant. And I'm so glad she could be the guest for the 100th episode. I can't believe it's reached 100 episodes. I know. And uh, I can't believe I get to host it now. Thanks. No. Dan, <laughs> you, uh, you, uh, I messaged you the other day. You've done maybe nearly 20 episodes. I know. It's time flies, right? That's amazing, yeah. isn't it? The good thing about a pandemic meaning that you're being furloughed from work means you have a lot more time to rack up a load of podcasts yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's true so there's a lot more still to come i think if you've done like you know best part of 20 episodes how fucking mm. how long have we been locked down <laughs> i know it's weird isn't it well i think we st- i st- i took over in march yeah it's june now so fuck <laughs> that is a long time okay yeah. yeah um dan how are you finding hosting desert island dicks i'm very very fond of it indeed i like it very much yeah and, um you're doing a great job dan oh i'm so proud much. of you i feel like sometimes i can hear myself channeling you i th- kind of think i think i react this way because that's how james did and no. i'm just this <laughs> no. is just yeah do you know what dan if i can give you one bit of advice step away from that <laughs> you don't want me in there i want it to be all you baby but we still have some plans for when we're finally allowed back into society again i mean things are easing up a bit now as we record this at the uh, beginning of june mm. but obviously we have no idea what will happen but we still want to do some live shows together and that'll be the two of us hopefully hosting together what is getting me through this is uh, the fact that we might be able to take this on tour and do the live live some live episodes up and down the country Mm. next year maybe sometime that would be amazing and uh and meet some funny people that we um i think what's great about this um situation that we've been in is we've been able to get some amazing guests from outside of london Mm. that ordinarily maybe we wouldn't be able to get or people that we wouldn't be able to go and see uh, and a tour to go and see those people would be amazing yeah exactly and obviously we'll keep you informed here and on our twitter at dicks pod and on yeah. instagram at dicks pod mm. twitter's a bit more regular yeah twitter's definitely more <laughs> if regular if you enjoy more than one post a week twitter's your place place to go <laughs> um dan do you know what i don't want to get soppy but i'm mm. gonna for a moment uh can i thank the listeners is that, yeah. is that is that an awful is that sad thing to do? No, because I want to thank them too. Yeah, we've had so many amazing listeners uh, and a lot of people messaging. I've had some great messages, Instagram um, and Twitter uh, over the past couple of years, and definitely now people messaging about how much they love you doing the podcast, and it's great to hear from people. So do um, follow. Uh, Desert Island Dicks on Twitter at DicksPod. Um, same at DicksPod on Instagram and message us. We communicate. Yeah. We'd love to hear from yeah. you. And thanks for accepting me into your listening bosom, listeners, because I know that it's like when Pippa was replaced on Home and Away. You know, <laughs> suddenly this new guy turns up and, you know, but. <laughs> But thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know how to finish that no, up. I love that I'm Pippa from Home and Away. <laughs> well, so am I. That's the thing. Oh, yes, of course. You're, you're a few years younger, so you might not remember this thing. They no, just re- I have no idea. Okay. If no one knows what this is, Pippa on Home and Away used to be a different person. And then overnight right. they replaced her and no one mentioned it, obviously, because you can't say, 
oh, Pippa, you look entirely different now. Have you had some work done? Yeah. Um, yeah. So they just changed her. Once in Neighbours, they replaced someone for a bit and then brought the original back again, like, a couple of months later. Wow. She must have had a better acting job or been ill or something. Yeah, that's great. And it didn't work out, so then they had to come back. Yeah, but I can't remember anyone's name. I think it was the guy Lou who was, like, the... the oh, yeah, barman. I remember him, yeah. His wife. Was it Cheryl or something? Maybe, yeah. I can't remember. One of the listeners will know. Message us. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's like us. <laughs> yeah, that's like how we are. Yeah. Oh, my God, Dan. It's great to be talking with you, and it's great to be back, and I can't wait to do some more uh, podcasts together. Yeah, me too. And so that's the plan. Um, James, congratulations. We made it to 100 episodes. Congratulations. Mostly your work. Oh, come on. Our work. And... We should probably stop before people stop listening. Thanks, everyone. Keep listening. Love you. Thank Bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, wait. No, hang on. Also, please do like and rate and subscribe to us. Because yes. um, I don't even know if you can like, but just rate us if you can. Give us a review. Yeah. Go on there and just hit that five-star button. Can I tell you why? Because mm. everyone's always saying it, but it really helps us get further up the charts. And that mm. gets us access to better guests. And do you know what? We're out here independently. We're mm. not, you know, yeah. we're doing it on our own. Yeah. Punk. Punk ethos. Yeah, we're punk. We're so DIY. <laughs> we're so DIY. We're not famous people. No. We've got no one supporting us. Yeah. So it's just us. So it really helps us punch above our weight. We're not famous people, but we want famous people. And you listeners can help us to get those famous people by rating the podcast and shooting us up the charts into stardom and obtaining those amazing guests that you want to hear. They're Desert Island Dicks. Exactly. So thank you for listening. And we are really going this time. Okay. This time. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>